0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code hoopheads to get 20% off. What's up, and welcome to the hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I'm Yoel Legazo, and I'm joined by John Webb Legazo today. And today we have uh, Lynn Markham on the line to talk about his new book, Laker Tales, Volume One, The Ultimate Bedtime Anthology. Hey, Lynn, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Dude, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. No, we appreciate you. Appreciate you hopping on here today. Mondays are just one of those days, you know, that uh, you kind of d- dread throughout the the weekend because you got to show up. Or I guess nowadays, oh yeah, right with the, with the pandemic and everything, you have to log in remotely. And you got to get back and, and and take care of those those the those projects that you you, you didn't complete on Friday, and then now you got to sure. do those, and then get onto the new work on Monday. You know, a lot of work, but pays the bills. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it. Life's a hassle.
0: That's yeah. It. he always been uh, trying to fix his um, dishwasher.
1: <laughs> That's right, man. It's been, it's been, it's been a journey to, to try and fix this dishwasher, trying to do it <laughs> DIY. <laughs> oh man. Um. So anyway, Lynn, you know, we want to get to your, you know, we want to talk about your book here, but uh, uh, first we kind of want to, um, know a little bit more about you yourself you know you know what you do you know when you became the La- a Lakers fan why and so forth uh so give us sort of a big picture of
2: of who you are so well first of all you guys know the BYU right right um, that's right can i ask when were you guys there Were so you guys there during, during Germania
0: yes i was i was oh, definitely you were? there okay. during Germania
2: okay cuz i left right before I left right before he was really going crazy against San Diego State. So uh, <laughs> that was kind of a bummer. But, um, yeah, so I, you know, I was a little kid. You know, I was born in 85, right? So I missed showtime. And so my my first real Laker memory was in 1991, uh, game one of the 91 finals, when nice. Sam Perkins drained the three at the end of the game to, mm-hmm. to, to win. I think it was at the buzzer. And we were just going crazy. <laughs> man, and man. I mean, I was I was six and I yeah, to yeah, you say you're six. <laughs> dude, I was six years old and I, I knew we were gonna win it. Like it like, you know, no question. And then Michael Jordan introduced himself and just ripped my freaking heart out. And that was painful. Um, <laughs> so that that was that was rough. I mean, but but I think you know, when you go through like the really painful things first. It it makes the the championships a heck of a lot sweeter. Oh yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, my grandpa, he had season tickets to the Lakers in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when they played, I That's think they're nice. playing like the, the Sports Arena or something. So this was this was before the forum. So he was going to to see, you know, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and those guys. Wow. Um, wow. So I could, uh, <laughs> I mean, so I I grew up watching games with my grandpa, my dad. My dad blew out his knee in the '80s, back when you know they were fixing the ACLs with probably like a hacksaw or something. Um, not what they're doing now, right? And so they, uh, you know, so that was Lakers were, were kind of our thing, right? Watching Lakers, and um, trying to think some other stuff. So, so '96 when Magic came back. Do you guys remember that? Were you guys alive for that? Yeah, yeah. we were alive. I was I was only like <laughs> how was I? like seven six or seven years old yeah okay so so 96 magic comes back we got tickets to see the lakers bulls Ooh. and uh at the forum that was that was pretty sweet and uh i remember we saw michael jordan pants magic johnson live during the game <laughs> and magic dude magic didn't even hesitate he just pulled up the shorts did it This did it and then uh you know, the Bulls killed us that game, I'm pretty sure. And then the thing that stuck out, though, was um, Vlade Divac had had two points. And we were thinking, <laughs> okay. as, as an 11-year-old, like, dude, we got to trade this guy. Right? <laughs> and then, like, we got to get rid of this guy. So then, obviously, Jerry West had that same thought and traded Vlade for, for Kobe straight up, which turned out to be a pretty good trade. That was a great deal.
0: <laughs> um, Steal of the century.
2: Probably the, the most lopsided trade of all time. probably Um, probably so yeah i mean i've had some funny experiences like with the nba like when i was when i was seven we had a family reunion in in salt lake um at the marriott there and the the golden state warriors were actually sleeping there interesting okay all right and it was like you know a couple streets away from the delta center and (laughs) um so so they're there to play the jazz right oh the the old delta center right right okay yeah so (laughs) Right, before it was like the Energy Solutions Arena stuff, right? So, they're there playing the, the jazz. And, uh dude, we're, we're, we're in the hot tub. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if this name will mean anything, but a guy named Sarunas Marcialonis walks in. Oh. Do you know that name?
0: Yeah. Dude. Big old dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, you might be thinking of this. He was like 6'5". He was like he was like one of the original like um, Lithuanian dudes who came to the NBA. Yeah, right. right. Um, so, I mean, he was he was pretty good, but he was you know he was just like a random European sure. bench guy that probably nobody would know recognize. But you know, my cousins and I were obsessed with basketball cards, and oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, we just knew every NBA player. So like we saw you know we see Billy Owens is like okay yeah it's Billy Owens we saw you know we saw those guys and recognize them. You know, we hot tub with, with a bunch of the Warriors players. And how old we knew were you? Name. How old were you? Like I was, I was, I was seven years old. So when oh, I you were greeted, seven, okay. I was seven. So when I, when I greeted Sarunas Marcialonis by name, the guy was so surprised.
1: <laughs> he was like, who are you? How do you know <laughs> me?
2: Probably one of like the, the weirdest experiences for him. Just like this random little seven year old white kid in Utah right, um, yeah. at the Marriott introducing him or, or, or. You know, greeting him by name. So that's pretty. Cool. So,
0: so did he have that that puffy hair at the time, or was, you know, he also in the hot tub? I'm I'm. <laughs> so, because you know, when when he used to play, he had sort of that, you know, that puffy hair. Dude, he had. So he had a mustache. I, I think at one point he had a pretty sweet
2: mullet, but in '92, I think he just he had just kept it to the stash. The stash. Oh. He had the stash for sure. That's I think funny. the bullet was gone by that point. Oh my gosh!
3: That's, and, that's and, awesome. And
2: Don Nelson, So we we asked for Don Nelson's autograph, and he said, "Hey, are you a Jack Mormon?" And <laughs> okay. I said, "Okay." <laughs> and I, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, yeah. "Yes, I am." And so uh, he laughed pretty hard. But I think the the best the best uh, the funniest thing from that little trip was. We saw Tim Hardaway Jr. Do you guys or, or sorry Tim Hardaway Senior? Right, you know like right. that
3: guy? Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you tap two step. He uh, he sees us and we ask for his autograph and he tells us to get the hell out of his face. And uh, <laughs> and then and then he takes the elevator down. I mean we were on his floor, so I totally get it. Like that's so annoying. But he takes the elevator down to the to the lobby and he sees my brother and he's like, hey little man, like what's your name? Like signs autograph and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, Timmy Hardaway senior fan. But anyway, oh. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Like, you know, hey, <laughs> you- yeah, seriously. Right. Um. So anyway, yeah. And then did I tell you guys about the the uh, my experience with the, the Nuggets owner? You, you were telling me about, you know, kind of mentioning it before the, the podcast. Okay. OK, yeah. So I, I had a project in Denver. This is back in like 2013, I want to say. And, um, it was, do you remember JJ Hickson? JJ Hickson had just gotten traded to the Nuggets, I think, and Randy was... Boy.
0: Yes. And just
2: kind of random, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I was, I was there for project. We were, we're actually working inside, um, inside the arena on the consulting project. Interesting. And, wow. Um, and, uh, for, for their broadcaster, like the, the equivalent of like Spectrum Sportsnet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Altitude Sports was the name, um. So anyway, so we were walking out, we were, we were just walking out to the arena and we, I see Brian Shaw. Okay. Yeah. B. Shaw, he, he had just been hired as the, as the nuggets coach. Right. Yeah. So, right. 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 So, and he's standing next to the, the son of the nuggets owner, right? Josh, Josh Kroenke is his name. Right. He's like the grandson of, of one of the Walmart people. Um, uh, sure. so anyway, so I walk up and I just. You know, I just I just introduced myself and I was I was just being cool with him. I said, "Hey, you know, congrats on the hire. is gonna do great." And blah blah blah. So we're chatting, and then of course, um, before walking away, I said, "Go Lakers!" Right to his face, <laughs> and they both. <laughs> I had to, you know. It's like,
0: yes. yes, yeah.
2: I'm not I'm not there to kiss anybody's butt. What, you know, it's like, what are you dude, I'm, gonna, what are you I'm gonna tell you <laughs> with respect. Right to your face, go Lakers, <laughs> and like his eyes got pretty big. He he laughed, you know, he knew yeah, I was just messing, but um, and then B Shaw, Brian Shaw, he said, F the Lakers, right? Because we had just passed him up to hire, I think Mike Brown or something like the year before, right? That. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, um, coaching, yeah, decade, man. <laughs> oh, baby, I know. Oh, wow, it's been a long 10 years, that's for sure. So, anyway, yeah, that's 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 a little bit about my Laker fandom. I'm a crazy fan started a, awesome, started to call it byu and yeah i, I, I wanted see, to talk to the... about
1: that dude because i saw a pic, that picture uh, uh with an yeah. article at silver screen and World and you know it was a bunch of you guys from byu yeah. the lakers at a jazz game tell <laughs> like tell me about that dude oh, well, the that. jazz
0: game and it was like
1: it was like the like a, a byu club or something tell, tell me about that dude
2: so okay so i you know this is I don't know, what 2008, 2009. Okay. I'm walking around BYU and you know, I'm seeing a bunch of Laker, Laker swag, right. People walk around with Laker stuff. Okay. And at the time I was a, I was a TA for a Korean class. And so, you know, I, I realized I could use my login to log into this, to the system, right. In like any classroom. And, and I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, there's, there's a, ton, you know, there's hundreds of empty stadium seating classrooms every night. And there's tons of Laker fans up here, you know, living in Utah from California. So I'm like, well, hey, why don't we, like, why don't we just watch games, you know, on campus, right? Because no, no, like, we didn't have, I didn't have cable, a bunch of my friends that have cable, we didn't have right access yep. to, to the games that's right you had to go to um, campus
1: that's right that's right
2: <laughs> so right so so like so I went to BYUSA to because to, I wanted to watch games but I knew like if we just like snuck into like I don't know one of, of the buildings game. that night like sure. security would just kick us out so I'm yeah, like All right, sure. I want this to for be sure. like an official thing so I, I go to BYUSA the student association I'm like hey I want to start a fan I want to start a club called the Laker Nation fan club and <laughs> that's awesome they like they didn't take me seriously but i was, I was serious. <laughs> of, course, right? of course like I, I basically told them, like it, i couldn't possibly be more serious about this <laughs> and um and so uh so yeah so they said, uh no you, you can't do that i'm like okay well why not right and so they said well we don't know we'll think of the reasons why you can't do it and get back to you. So I'm like, okay, that sounds really (laughs) made up. Really? Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I'll be, I'll be waiting on, you know, the edge of my seat for your call. So they called me the next day. Like, okay, three reasons why you can't do it. You can't (laughs) They're like, well, you can't project a game at that size because of licensing reasons. They said, we tried to do it. For like the 2008 Olympics, they they contacted NBC and NBC is like, yeah, we want you know X amount of dollars for you guys to project it onto a huge screen like that, right? You know, because I wanted to like, like you know, which building is it? It's like the the sci- the chemistry building at BU. Like, there's that
0: huge the Benson.
2: Well, there's the, yeah, the Benson, but then what's Is it? The, the, actually, was it the Joseph sorry, Smith the, building? Is that that one? The, the JSB, the Joseph the Smith JSP building. The JSB, right, okay. Like, I want to watch games, like, with that screen. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah, to, like, big screen. Would have been right, ridiculously huge. <laughs> and so, so anyway, so they're like, well, you can't do that because of licensing reasons, right? So, which I understood. I'm like, okay, that right. I got right. it. but What else? They said, you can't do it because you don't have permission from the Lakers to use their name. Like, okay, whatever, that's fine. I'll, I'll figure that out. And they said, uh, oh, the third reason was you know we're a religious school which okay um and there's beer commercials during the game so you can't watch it as a group that which that was just totally made up right so i said okay let me i'll get back to you so first thing i did i called the lakers and i just i called like called called the front (laughs) office (laughs) yeah i yes i just i i looked up on google i like, what is the phone number for the Los Angeles Lakers? And I just <laughs> called the most general line that they had, you know. Sure. And it was just some nice secretary lady. And I was like, hey, I this is what I'm doing. I, I just I was straight up. I said, hey, I'm a diehard, maybe a little bit psychotic Laker fan <laughs> in, living and going to school in Utah. And there's a bunch of Laker fans up here. We just want to watch games, maybe have a little bit of budget for pizza or something. Like, this is what I want to do. And she said, okay, this is the guy you need to talk to. So she forwarded me to a guy named Jim Perzik, who turns out to be the general counsel for the Lakers, the head lawyer for the Lakers. Sure, right, right. And, and Jerry Buss's is right-hand man for years. Like, this guy, this guy was Jerry Buss's, um, you know, real estate transaction attorney for, like, decades, mm-hmm. right? He helped wow. him, like, actually buy the Lakers and all this stuff. Wow, so this guy man. was as legit as you could get um and he was the coolest guy you know like this like you know this nothing no name student calling him out of the blue and he's like what are you doing okay that sounds that sounds cool he's like yeah do it i'm like well what if they he's like yeah just tell them to call me if they have any problems i'm like <laughs> okay so then, yes, yes. So like, that is okay. amazing so i'm like okay you know all right that's cool so then i called the nba league office same thing and I was just like, hey, this is what I want to do. Help me figure it out. And so um, I talked to probably five or six different people before eventually getting to the head of marketing for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And so this guy said, well, okay, well, here's what we can do. If you buy a league pass, then you the license rights are different for the league pass than if you're just you know, projecting the stream from TNT or, or ABC or something, or right. ESPN. Okay. And so he said, hey, if you buy the leak pass, like, you can project it to whatever size you want. And I don't know if they've changed it since then, but that's how it was in 2009 or something, right? They may have. And this all was the like, you know, right? the broadband, like, and they called it the broadband, you know, streaming pass. So this is like a pretty new thing at the time. Sure. And I was like, okay, sweet. And so... I checked it out and I, and I realized very quickly that the commercials during the the game, if you watch on league pass are just NBA commercials. Like they're, they don't have like normal commercials. And so, you know, I went down my list of three reasons why I couldn't start the club and boom, you know, I got, I got the rights. I got the, you know, permission from the Lakers directly from their head lawyer to use the name I got, (laughs) you know, licensing rights from the the head of marketing and and you know broadcast for the NBA, and then they didn't have normal commercials there was no beer commercial so i go back to the byusa and i told them what i did and they like they couldn't believe it (laughs) yeah nice (laughs) nice (laughs) like they they really probably thought i was a psychopath um that's funny. But they uh, they realized I was a pretty intense Laker fan. So anyway, so yeah, we started the club. We watched games on like you know huge screens. That's um. We got budget from the school for pizza. I mean, it was just kind of dumb, but it was it was fun. And then, and then I I, I dropped like five hundred or five hundred bucks to uh, buy a bunch of tickets when my wife and I had I think what like six hundred fifty bucks in the bank after we got married. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: um,
2: and my it's wife. Laker game. <laughs> I'm like, honey, this is what I want to do. And she's like, uh, you realize we have like 650 bucks. I'm like, yes, yeah. but so then she was on board and she she was like, hey, you better get that money back from these guys. Like, so I I I sent a I sent a message on our Facebook group, because that was, you know, the way you did these things back then. Sure. And um and <laughs> dude, within 24 hours. I mean, this is before smartphones, this is before Venmo. So I was walking around with printed pieces of paper from ticketmaster.com and people were giving me cash. Like I was like some kind of drug dealer or
0: something. <laughs>
2: and so within 24 hours, I, uh, I had all the money back. You know, I just charged it at cost. And so I had all the money back and my wife was honestly pretty surprised. And I, I think if, if that, without that experience, I don't think my wife would have would have agreed to do the book. I think that experience gave her so much confidence in Laker fans. Like, okay, like whatever your gut is, I trust it when it comes to the Lakers, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: and and you know, Harrison Fagan, who we've had on the show before, interviewed uh-huh. you and asked, asked this question. I was going to ask you, but, you know, what qualifies you to write a book about the Lakers? And you explained it beautifully, <laughs> right? That, I, I right. think that story you told just explained uh-huh. that you're qualified to write a book about the Lakers. I
2: did. I'm hired for the job. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know
1: why the Lakers haven't hired you yet, man.
2: (laughs)
0: And like
1: they're, they're hype man. man.
0: (laughs) And, and seriously, this is, this is the point. And this is what's beautiful about Laker fans is we are passionate and we love our Lakers. Yep. And what qualifies, you know, Ioa or myself or or Lynn to talk Lakers is we're fans. Really, oh, yeah. this is oh, yeah. what this pod is all about. So if exactly. if you love the Lakers, come talk shop, right?
2: Exactly. Dude, oh for sure,
1: for sure, for sure. And it was it was so great, dude. It was so great to see LeBron, AD, and the rest of the Laker gang lift that Larry O'Brien Trophy this year. I mean, I wanted oh, to get you quick. I want to get your thoughts on that quickly, man. On this, man. I'm I'm still kind of hype about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I just okay. Here, here's my thing. I I'm a Laker fan first, because uh, I think there's some people who uh, who identify as a Kobe fan first. I I was a Laker fan first, right? I mean, sure. I not even right. know who Kobe was when we signed Shaq, mm-hmm. and like that was one of the greatest days of my life when we signed Shaq because Shaq was like he was the Kobe. You know, he was like the guy in the NBA. We right, got right, him. The, it was the best. Twist. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And Lakers were just kind of like a, you know, a kind of whatever borderline playoff team at the time. And that just blew my mind. So I'm I'm a crazy Laker fan. I'm a crazy Kobe fan. But I'm i I'm a Laker fan first, right? That's just who I am. So, so I I didn't understand the LeBron hate when Dude, he signed. Right, right. None I just, of us do. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wrap my head around it because it, in my mind it's like, okay, I who cares about the the goat debate? Like this is like the Lakers transcend the goat debate for me, right? And. So- like LeBron doesn't take away from Kobe's legacy. He just adds to it just in the same way that Shaq and Kobe added to magic and Kareem's legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, you know, LeBron and AD are doing the same thing. So, so that's where I'm at. Um, And that doesn't mean that I'm not like a really crazy Kobe fan. I freaking love Kobe. Um, But yeah, when, when, when LeBron signed, I just thought it was, it was the, like one of the gutsiest things I'd ever heard. Because the Lakers honestly kind of sucked, right? I they sucked dude. It's like they suck. dude. Like I had my I had my Laker goggles on. Like I thought, okay, like you squint, you're like, okay, maybe Ingram can kind of be like Katie. <laughs> right, right. And maybe like he can make it to the playoffs. Well, it's make like maybe Lonzo will start making layups or free throws and make stuff. Like, yeah. So it's like, but you you know deep down it's just not gonna happen, right? Exactly. Um But like, I mean, the Lakers just weren't very good, and LeBron joining by himself because you remember that day, it was like, okay, are we gonna get Kawhi too or PG? And none of those things worked out. And LeBron just like, the Lakers like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm coming. I'm coming no matter what, which really blew me away because I was, I was nervous for LeBron. Like LeBron's two days older than me, so I've always kind of had this love for LeBron, um, which you know, not all Lakers fans have had, which is which is totally cool, but. you know, when LeBron came, I just, I was nervous that it was going to hurt his legacy, right? And that he was going to come, the Lakers were gonna stink, he was going to get injured, and it was going to be like, kind of awkward, like when Steve Nash came, like, because when Steve Nash came, it was just, like, we all had high hopes, and it was just really awkward for, like, three years, he collected his money, he's like, hey, I want the money, so I'm going to collect it, you know, yeah. which, hey, man, it's a contract, I get it, but, I just thought it was gonna be like that. And I was really nervous. So I, was, I was almost mm-hmm. kind of like, you know what? If we don't get another star, like I'd almost rather for LeBron for him to go somewhere else, you know? And Lakers just kind of keep developing and not have to like, so I, I was nervous. Um, but dude, did LeBron deliver? Holy cow. Dude. Like mm-hmm. in the ultimate way with like so much stress, so like the weirdest NBA season ever. Ever dude. LeBron delivered. Oh man. In a way that is like so uh, just incredible. So it's like we we have the most unique championship ever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, like the weirdest most unique championship. I wish we would I wish we were I wish we beat the Celtics in the finals so um <laughs> that w- that's the only thing that could have made it sweeter but that would have been awesome. Heat, that would have been awesome.
1: I mean the Heat are, are a pretty good team too but yeah, I mean the Heat awesome, he, he maybe... earned it but right right anyway hey so um let's uh we're gonna go take a little break here we haven't even talked about the book yet here but but, <laughs> but after you know i think i think we're getting a little bit too you know too excited our, about
2: just talking about the lakers
1: just just talking about the lakers generally um but uh let's let's take a quick break here first um and then we'll, we'll get right onto the book and, and talk about that Sweet. uh but uh but yeah until then we'll, we'll be right back Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players' Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, guys. Let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree, there isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with John Webb and Lynn Markham. Uh, Lynn is author of Laker Tales, Volume 1, The Ultimate Bedtime Fantology. Fantology. Um, On this last segment, we're going to talk, we're going to take a a deeper dive into and and have a bit more of a discussion into this book uh, by by Lynn and and his, his wife, uh, so, uh, Lynn, you know, uh, let me, let me first ask you here, you know, yeah. why, why did you decide to, why did you and your wife decide to write this book and, and why a children's book?
2: So we, we have four kids, right? So we've got quite a few kids. Um, and you know, obviously we're pretty crazy Laker fans. Uh, my, me by blood, my wife through marriage and, um, and you know i so it, it kind of started with with space jam to be honest my kids loved the movie space jam and they watch it like a couple times a week love that and they they loved michael freaking jordan <laughs> and that was that was after 1991 so um so I, I was just looking for for you know laker content for kids and i just i couldn't really ever find anything Right, uh, mm-hmm. and then after Kobe's sixty-point game, I mean that was the first Laker game my kids really watched. Right, because they were pretty little, and they got so into it, and they were chanting Kobe for like the entire that's, fourth quarter. That's awesome. And, and it wasn't like me, like, all right, guys, it's time to chant Kobe. Like they just really right, it wasn't forced. Uh-huh. Yeah, it wasn't like this manufactured moment. Like my kids just like got super into it, and it really just kind of blew me away. And so. I wanted to kind of ride that momentum a little bit. So I went online. I, I just I looked all over for some kind of Laker book to read to my kids at night since all of our kids' books were so painfully boring. And I just wanted something and there just wasn't anything at all. And so um, you know, I just had the idea like, all right, I I've never I literally before this moment had never even thought about making a book ever in my life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm just like this random guy but um i want to make a book and i just decided (laughs) that night to make a laker book and um you know at the time uh my son was was kind of misbehaving in preschool so i made a deal with him his favorite song was uh vanilla ice 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 baby and so okay all right i made a deal with him that like if um if he was good at school at night before bed we'd listen to vanilla ice and then uh, I'd read them bedtime stories. And so it just kind of worked out. I I started making different characters. I'm like, instead of vanilla ice, I made vanilla moose. I'd read the stories in like, like a weird moose voice. And then, (laughs) and then it just kind of evolved because just, I don't know, I guess I'm a little bit crazy, but I I started making different characters like Jay zebra instead of Jay Z and like method method manatee and like all these (laughs) different hip hop artists, but as animals, just, just, and it was really just to read books in a different, like, animal voice to my kids, and so I kind of was in this, this kind of funny frame of mind of just thinking of animal, animal names for for people. And then, uh, you know, we made our book. Our second son doesn't really care that much about the Lakers or, or in basketball in general. Our oldest son is crazy about basketball,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so our second son is obsessed with animals, and so it just naturally worked out. Like, all right, I've got to figure out a way so my own kids will want to read my Laker book, you know. Mm -hmm. and so you know i just just thought of all the players as animals and you know animal names and just kind of worked out like that so
0: that's awesome it's like you're combining like your greatest passions into into this one book and you know an an amalgamation of you what your kids like it's awesome right
2: right that's awesome yeah they're, they're like just kind of forced me to have to get like maybe a little more creative uh, <laughs> even, though, even though like i i totally get i know it. What, yeah. it sounds really weird but it's it's kind of funny is it's not like that weird there's so many kid movies with animals like zootopia sure right sure mm-hmm. and it's just so funny me some people like this is so weird i'm like okay I, I don't really care but um it's a it's a freaking kids book you know it's supposed yeah. to be like a little bit funny <clears throat> That's awesome. That's awesome. So,
1: like, one of the the questions that I wanted to get to you, uh, get, get with, or you know, uh, get you to answer is, you know, how did you sort of <laughs> uh, was was there like some sort of thought process for coming up and sort of assigning a particular animal to a, like a legendary Laker? Was was there something that's to, it. like, like that's for example, a like
3: question.
2: like Kobe's snake, obviously, but like
1: yeah, what about the other one, mamba
2: dude kobe kobe had to be the mamba which was the trickiest thing because it's like it's like the logistics of having a snake playing basketball is really weird and really complicated (laughs) Um, like i thought of all kinds of like just kind of weird things like him doing the dunk contest like like doing it through the loop instead of through like a snake loop instead of like his legs um but then ultimately it's like okay Kobe's got to have arms, even though snakes don't have arms, but we got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. right, right. Um, and then for everything else, like, you know, how, how it, like we would just like I would just think out, like, say the name out loud and just think about what it sounded like. Um, so it's kind of a combination of like their, the, the sound of their name and then what my wife was like comfortable drawing. Um, and so, oh, so your, and she, your wife she, drew all these. these she's the artist. Yeah she's, she's artist yeah she's good she's good she's good dude and honestly like yeah that that's kind of a funny story too like I, when I brought up the idea to her i was like well i want to i, I kind of want to do this as like you know kids book but with animals but i was like i don't know where i'm gonna find somebody to do this because i draw like a fourth grader like seriously like my my art skills are frozen in time from 94 um and my wife she's been doodling her, her whole life but like i've never seen her like you know draw anything seriously it's just like just kind of doodling she's like oh let me she was just like really casually like hey let me let me let me take a crack at it right and then she just like sat down and busted out this drawing of of camel abdul jabbar and, uh, <laughs> and camel abdul jabbar yeah i was like she's like here let me try one i was like what about like your addition is camel abdul jabbar and uh she just she busted it out and you know very similar to what we had in the book and i i offered her the job she probably didn't <laughs> want it very much but she took it
0: lots of that's negotiation that's fine yeah
2: and and it kind of worked out It's funny cuz i i she's my wife's half japanese so we went, lived in japan for close to a year for work for mm-hmm. you know for my my real job and um you know they sent me to to go do negotiations over there with you know asian companies and stuff so um you know, she was stoked, you know, that worked out really well for her. Um, we got to live really close to her grandma. I commuted, you know, longer into Tokyo so she could live, you know, we could live closer to her grandma and stuff. So she, she was I think pretty appreciative of that. Um, Cause instead of living in Tokyo, which was really close to my work, it had been so crazy with like three. And then we had our fourth child over there. Cause there are a lot of like subway stations that didn't have elevators. So like taking five, five, you know, flights of stairs with three, you know, four kids in Tokyo would have been pretty gnarly. So we lived kind of out like in a suburb of, of Tokyo, um, you know, by her grandma. So again, like I said, she was pretty stoked. So she felt like she owed me one kind of. And so she was like, hey, you know, if you have something you want to work on, like since I, I kind of owe you one, like let me know. So when I had <laughs> the idea for the book, I was like, hey, remember that thing that you said when you said you you kind of owed me one? Like <laughs> what about this ridiculous Laker book idea? And she was kind of like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I'll do it." So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of the true story behind it. But yeah, that's so really she's funny. she's she's not that crazy, of a like I mean, she is, but just more so, she wants Lakers to win. So I'm happy, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um,
0: so, so I like to you know I, I like the book because you know the the main characters, right? They're they're obviously. Lakers players, but it's, it's not only yeah. that, right. You have the, you know, you have Stu Lance and Chick Hearn kind of walking, oh, dude, yeah. you know, the play by play, right. <laughs> of, yeah. Of no, seriously. Legendary yeah. uh, Lakers characters. So, you know, can you explain a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it was for you guys, but as a kid, I mean, I grew up watching Lakers and, you know, Chick Hearn on KKL 9 and all these stations, right um Fox Sports West back in the day and um I love Chick Hearn and Stu Lance like I just like it, it's hard for me to to watch Laker games without hearing them still you know because mm-hmm. that's just what I grew up with right play by play and Chick Hearn was mm-hmm. just the best you know like I, mm. I, I kind of described him as like my Laker grandpa um, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so probably everybody yeah seriously he was just such a good dude you know he was such a good dude mm-hmm. and I just I loved hearing his voice during games he's so positive and
3: Mm-hmm,
1: yeah.
2: um and um so anyway yeah i just i just i couldn't make a book without him in there you know i just i just couldn't do it no he's he's legendary i mean he's up there he is um and and, and it's just it's sad to me because there's so many laker fans i think the people who kind of you know were, were you know are younger or maybe became laker fans like in the early 2000s right you know he passed away in what like 2002 2003 2002, something like
0: that so, august 5th.
2: Yeah, right so it's like you know, there's so many people who never got to hear him. And so mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably a lot of people who will get the book and and not quite get a, like a good chunk of it just because there's like kind of older Laker references. But I just I still had to have him in there, you know. No, what, right, the, right, right. the I lights out, the eggs him. are
0: cooling, yeah, the butter's getting right. hard and the cello is jiggling.
1: Dude, I just <laughs> dude, I freaking love that guy. That's our outro, man. That's our outro. It's I love it. I love it uh but uh no i mean you can you can look it up you can go to on youtube i'm yeah. sure there's a ton of you know uh videos of him and yes. commentating mm-hmm. so uh, i mean yes. I, I challenge our listeners to go look him up if you if you haven't ever heard of Chicago. for sure if you never had that um, opportunity yep yep
0: um yeah so, i think i think but, he's the one that made up you know the the word slam dunk and airball he did and, he you did. know those yep. yeah those kind of things we we know now as fans right Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Even like little things, like those, are like the famous ones, even little things like, ah, uh, he just, you know, he shot a 20 footer or a 17 footer. Right. He was, he was the first one to like start, you know, judging the distance of a shot, you know, to help fans listening on the radio. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And not a lot of fans know this, but you know, yo and I, uh, you know, on long, kind of long days, our, our mom kind of worked, wor- uh, sorry, worked a little bit farther, and during the during the games, that's how we'll listen is through the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are. Oh, those yeah. Were, those were some of my favorite memories. Actually, you know, uh, driving. it was driving through the desert, and she lived. She had to. You know, she was in the. Uh, what is it? assisted living uh, care caregiver? Yes. Uh, and she worked like an hour and a half away and she'd be away for a whole week or whatever. And we would drive uh-huh. out there every weekend to, and there was a game and we'd listen to it. All our family and my dad would listen to it. Just, you know, to th- those games. Those are, those are, those are awesome. Oh man. Rides,
2: man. Love them. But, uh, Oh, for sure. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, we would, we would, we would even like, I remember during the playoffs, we would mute the TV, you know, cause in the playoffs, like, um, you know, you couldn't listen to your your hometown guys on TV, right? Because it's like because the licensing the main games are on like you know ABC back then, NBC and you know the main channels. And You're so I remember, like, <laughs> I remember like, um, my my dad just hated listening to Bill Walton. <laughs> so- <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep, yep. <laughs> he hated because Bill Walton. I used to do a bunch of the games on NBC before you know before the NBA was with ABC, mm-hmm. and my dad just hated listening to Bill Walton. You know, because he was just. I don't know. He, he was a, you know, Celtic guy and just right. he hated on the Lakers. My, like we just didn't like them. Um, and so we would, we would mute the TV and listen to Chick on the radio.
3: Yeah,
2: that's awesome. and, and even when there was like a two second delay, we still didn't even care. It's like, you know, we'll, we'd rather have the delay than listen to Bill Walton. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so, so, I mean, you, we
1: already mentioned uh, you know, Stu Lance here but he's he's moo and we got chick there and they're traveling through time you know that's basically like the synopsis right um yeah chick,
2: yeah and, chick had to be a chicken right it's like chick chick right. of course of and course. he his his nickname actually came from i think somebody put like a dead chicken in his bag and so his buddies just started calling him chick chick <laughs> Urn, like when he was younger which is such a funny and random story but yeah, yeah so right. he had to be a chicken and then, and then Stu i just did not know through. that yeah, so Stu rhymes with moo, and so you know chicken yeah. moo. We had them in the book, so it's pretty funny. No, 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 and and they're
1: they're trying to collect swag, right? Um, kind of want to do. you want to explain what swag
2: is? I I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it just made it was made up for the for the story because we wanted basically we just wanted like chicken hern going, uh, yeah, chick and stew going through the 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 story, and just kind of. Um, You know, seeing the Laker greats as kids and and seeing them overcoming struggles like that's the the whole point of the book is like 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 learning about Lakers one, but but really it's like to teach kids growth mindset, overcoming struggles. Right. Every every single Laker great had a really interesting and unique story of Mm -hmm. overcoming something. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So we 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 wanted that, and so the swag. that was just made up. I just I was like, all right, how the, like what the heck are we gonna do for the story? Because like, <laughs> it it was, it was kind of a combination of like, I mean, the the book is really just like hum, a combination of a bunch of like eighties and nineties movies. Like, Jake sure. Hearn and Stu Lance are like basically Bill and Ted, right? Like, <laughs> sure, okay. but yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but instead of like a telephone booth, they're in the refrigerator because like the Fridge. obvious Jake Hearn right. reference, Chick right? Chick Hearn. Exactly, exactly. So so that was that and then um you know so kind of follows the bill and ted storyline and then so funny <laughs> and then like the, the like the little like gun contraption thing that he uses like ghostbusters you know right that was the idea there and then collecting their great i i mean i don't know like that was just the story but collecting their greatness kind of like um almost kind of like space jam right you know how like those alien guys collect right like, right. Their, that's what i thought of their, right exactly. Their talent so yeah. we, we just I, you know I just had to think of like a name for like what, like the greatness they're collecting. And I just called it swag <laughs> um, sa- Well, cause it, I was like, all right, I, I just thought of him like sacrifice work attitude and grit. So I was thinking of like, all right, what are, what are some of the kind of like common themes, you know, from these players and things they've overcome and like the common themes for all the players are like sacrifice, you know, like Kobe and all these guys are sacrificing a lot to, you know, to work hard on the game, you know, work, Attitude and grit. So those are like the four things that, in my mind, kind of summarize all of the Laker grades. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, um, just a ridiculous idea to make the story work. No, I love it.
1: I love it. I love it. Now, before we end here, um, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts. You know, you know what 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 else should people know um, when they're you know listening to this pod about this book uh, before they buy it? You know, what what would you know? Why would Lakers fans buy it? Or I guess their kids why would they want to buy it
2: so i i would say this like um you know my my oldest our oldest son had has had some health struggles you know throughout his life okay and you know that that was really the the main reason why we we made the book was to inspire him and all of our kids um you know cuz he was obsessed with the lakers and you know it's kind of like okay i've got his attention and i can use you know this time to to teach him some real life stories and so you know, I, I, I was commuting on a train every day. And so I used that time to do research and, you know, on these players and stuff. And so, um, so yeah, you know, it, this book, I really believe it can help kids, you know, learn how to overcome struggles. Right. And that's, that's something that's increasingly important in our day with social media. Cause you see, you know, kids are seeing only the fruits of the labor on social media, right? Everybody is always advertising, you know, how great their life is you know, how easy everything is for them. Right. What they don't, what they don't include in social media is like how much they struggled to get to that point. Mm. And so, you know, yeah. that was the point of this book, like for kids to to realize like, okay, the struggle that I'm going through right now is part of the process. Like this isn't like, this isn't because I suck. This is because everybody has to go through this. Right. And so, you know, just little things like, you know, I want people to learn about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and how, the hook shot, you know, the sky hook that everybody knows. The only reason it came about was because he was getting blocked every single time Mm -hmm. as a fifth grader by eighth graders, like every single time he was getting the ball blocked back in his face. So it's like the guy, instead of quitting, he starts working on the hook shot and it becomes the deadly shot of all time. And he's really like the only guy who, who could use it that well, because he was using it from fifth grade on, and then you know, in my also out in the story, how like he he was so dominant in college, just dunking on everybody, that the NCAA right. banned dunking Exactly. For ten years. Yes. Like they literally so changed crazy. that rule because of him. And honestly, like you know, so many people in his shoes would have just lost their mind. But it's like you know, it was probably incredibly frustrating for him. But at the time, he's like, all right, well, whatever, I'll just go back to the skyhook. So then he just kept working on the skyhook, <laughs> yeah. just dominated, yep. right? Like he won every year in college. Yeah, blue right. so, um so yeah, I just, I, I want people to learn those stories. Right. And it, I think it's worth the work that we put in to do it. Um, no. Cause it, for us, it's like this, this is not about money at all. This is really like, it's about Laker pride and just helping kids, you know, learn the blueprint for overcoming struggles. I love it. I love it, man. And
1: you know, I, I, I have the book and, you know, I, I, my 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 oldest kid is five years old, and so yes. and you know she's she's still kind of a casual Lakers fan. She you know, yeah she's, she's a five year old. She doesn't want she she's doesn't five. really want have sure. any any motivation for it, but uh, uh, for for basketball at least. But uh, um, for sure, I, I'm hoping that one day that she'll she'll read it and she'll love it. Um, yeah, I love it. She, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing book, and I hope that uh, you know our listeners here. Uh, have a chance to read it have you know order it and have a chance to read that
2: yeah so i would say like from ages like two to because it's like it's got a lot of pictures for materials to look at right but they don't really know mm-hmm. what's going on um and then like you know nine-year-olds love to sit and read it and then in between you have a range of like reading it to them versus letting them read it by themselves kind of thing right mm-hmm. um so yeah hopefully hopefully people dig it you know i hope it you know if it can help you know, kids here and there to, to remember that, you know, Kobe worked by himself in the dark, you know, um, to get to where he got, you know, I think I'd, you know, we'd be incredibly pumped if it helps some kids. So.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey Lynn, uh, that's it for today guys. Um, you know, really thank you, Lynn, for for joining the show here today. Uh, John Webb and I, I really appreciate you hopping on, um, answering your questions. You guys are awesome. um, <laughs> You know, um, ho- hopefully we get, we can get you back on the show. You know, you're you're always welcome to to come back on.
2: Dude, let me know. I love it. Awesome. You guys are awesome. Thanks awesome. for the
1: invite, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you a, the floor here for a minute here um, you know, let you get, so that the listeners know where they they can find you on social media and where they can purchase the book. Do you want to give a little bit of a a plug? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we, we have our book on our website and also on Amazon, right? So if you go on Amazon, you just search, um, like Lake, let's see Lakers. If you search Lakers book, we're on like the second, or third page, but, uh, Laker tales book. If you search, that'll it come up otherwise if you go to talesofsoul.com, like t a i l s like a pun you know like mm-hmm. um <laughs> t- of soul.com it's funny some people have been like hey dude i think you spelled tails wrong <laughs> 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 or like oh man guy it's, it's actually a pun says so t a i l s of soul.com perfect you go there it's on there awesome awesome all right um
1: Lynn thank, again thank you for for uh for hopping on the show um guys uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. follow subscribe and give us a five-star review if you'd like this episode um we'd appreciate the follows and the review and it'll help us continue to do what we're doing we're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop we have close to 31k followers um come follow us there and um you know we have great co- content uh, all about the Lakers guys with that said. Have a great day, root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next
2: time. ...in the admiral refrigerator, the door is closed, the light's out, butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling.
0: Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high-quality, low-priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys, with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on JerseyBirdOfficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code Lakers to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code Lakers to get 10% off your order at JerseyBirdOfficial.com.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at
0: Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.
1: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar.